Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image. I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. It only takes one voice at the right pitch to start an avalanche. Deanna Hardy. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are a hardworking entrepreneur and you want to make a massive impact in the world and leave behind a legacy. Not only leave it behind, but live your legacy while you're still here. So today we're going to talk about the seven elements of a legacy brand voice. Figuring out your brand voice is a game changer when it comes to any written communications, but it's especially useful in copywriting and content creation. It's essential to kneel down for businesses of any size to have captivating and consistent content, which of course leads to raving fans, repeat sales, the revenue you generate, and creating a ripple effect in the world. If you missed our first episode in the series, I highly recommend that you either pause to go back and listen or go back to episode 11 after finishing this episode. We went over all the basics, the five steps to determining your brand voice and why it's actually the most important element of your brand's foundation. I say this not only from helping so many clients get results after nailing their brand voice, but from watching my own revenue double year over year. Now, of course, there's various elements that lead to doubling revenue and increasing profit each year, but numbers don't lie. And once I got clear on my own brand voice and trained my team on how to use my brand voice, magic happened. So if you're ready for some magic to unfold in your business, let's dive into the seven elements of your brand voice. If you've already done journaling from the last episode, that's perfect because you'll have some context from where you are now with your brand voice, and this will help you dig deeper to solidify it. And if you don't, it's totally fine. Keep listening. You can go back, like I said, and get that context later. As always, we're going to create our voice by looking through the lens of legacy. So if you think you've done brand work before, specifically to your voice, this is going to be deeper and provide more clarity than ever before. So let's get started. Brand voice is made up of seven elements, purpose, character, differentiation, audience, emotion, tone, and language. What we're going to do today is to look closer at each one, and I'm going to tell you specifically how to use that to develop your unique brand voice 
to stand out, be known as a thought leader and create the legacy that you're hoping to leave. So number one is purpose. Many who teach brand voice will teach this element last or completely exclude it. In fact, when I taught branding as a professor at my alma mater, I did not include purpose. Looking back, I can't believe it, but because when I was working in corporate, the purpose was pretty clear in most brands. Yet when I moved into the entrepreneurial world, I have to admit that figuring out my own brand voice was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. As a brand expert, to shed that corporate mask that I used to have or the professor speak and figure out who I really am, I get it. It's like having an identity crisis. So if you're feeling that, I 100% understand, which is why I completely rewrote the process for discovering your brand voice once I had to do it for myself. So as far as I know, this specific method is completely unique and not like the way anybody else teaches it. Now, I truly believe the number one element of a strong brand voice is a clear purpose. So too many people think, oh shit, I haven't posted on social media for a while. What can I whip together so I'm visible? And yes, showing up and being visible is imperative. Otherwise, how do people know you exist? And I could talk about this all day. In fact, I will have a theme all around visibility in the future, but we are here to bring value to our audience and for them to care, to think, wow, this person is legit. I need to work with them. We need to hit them at least seven times with purposeful content before they really start to take, pay attention or take action. So before writing any piece of content or copy, ask yourself, what is the purpose here? Why am I writing this? And what questions am I going to answer? Purposeful brand communications bring value. It also engages your audience, making sharing content and selling your offers a whole lot easier and more effective. Every piece of content should perform one of these functions. It should sell, instruct, amplify, inform, engage, entertain, or educate. Make sure to keep these in mind next time you're setting goals or planning out your content pillars. Now, of course, they can do multiple things at once, but those are the main purposes for your content. All right. The second element is your character. Now, all of these I could go in and talk about all day. So I'm going to touch on each one of these seven elements to make sure you're getting a well-rounded and a powerful brand voice. And I'll be back in future episodes to dive deeper into each specific one on some level. So your character. This part is about you and your brand. Obviously, to shine and stand out to your audience, you've got to let your brand personality shine. After all, you are the brand. These days, even large corporations do best when they have a distinct spokesperson and a personal brand. Think about Oprah, Richard Branson, Sarah Blakely, Jessica Alba, all the influencer brands propping up left and right. I mean, they're everywhere. And they're doing amazing because there's a distinct character tied to the service or product. 
And I get it back to visibility. Some of us would rather hide than be front and center. I can raise my hand to that, but I promise there are ways to be a spokesperson, even if you're an introvert. Again, stay tuned for future episodes. But your brand character or persona will depend on the type of business you are. A solopreneur, such as a social media manager or a coach, will have a very different brand persona than a business with a team of 100 people worldwide, right? So when you're defining your brand character, you really need to dig deep and go back to the roots of your business. So I have questions to get you started. These questions, and again, if you don't have a pen or paper, make sure to get that out. What inspired you to start your business? We talked about this a little bit in the last episode, going back to your why. On top of that, what steps or key decisions brought you where to where you are today? How would you, and how would your, not only you, but how would your friends, your people on your team, your clients describe your personality? This one is key. I actually have my clients do a survey so we can actually glean that information from others. What are the values that you stand for as a person, as a a brand? What is the mission in your business? Do you maybe have an alternative approach or view of your interesting? And honestly, the more polarizing that is, the better. And last, who are you really? Well, I'm only slightly kidding about that last one. It's kind of a mind F, right? It's very esoteric. So maybe you won't answer it. But if you can, you're a rock star. Who are you really? My favorite answer is I'm a spiritual being in a human body, which does speak to my voice. If you haven't figured out yet, there is some spirituality woven into my brand voice, but it doesn't lead. And that's on purpose. So you want to find these little nuances about who you are and how that ties into your brand and how much that ties into your brand. What are you going to lead with? Obviously, I lead with legacy, but there's a little bit of spirituality that's there too. Okay, so taking some time to go through those questions will help you shape your brand voice in a way that stays true to your values. Make sure to pay attention to the words that pop up again and again. Those will reflect the heart of your brand. And oftentimes, we don't even realize the words that we're repeating because, as I always say, You can't see the label from inside the bottle. Okay, so next, it's time to make some key decisions about your brand persona. Here are some jumping off points to think about. Is your brand personable or corporate? Progressive and modern or traditional? Maybe it's classic. Are you funny or serious? Are you understated or bold? Are you exclusive or inclusive? Are you casual or professional? Maybe a mix of both. It's worth noting that you might fall somewhere in the middle. For instance, casual professional, I like to do both. I love to dress up in my brand colors and have amazing branded photos on my Instagram feed. I also love to do stories that's just me in my backyard. So in branding, remember that nothing is ever black and white. Some of the most successful brands are both professional and approachable. The key is to get an indication of where you stand. Then the fun part, who are you not? 
Sometimes it's easier to narrow down your brand persona when you consider how you don't want to come across. Honestly, with most of my clients, they tend to say that this exercise is what provides them with the most clarity. By thinking about all the things your brand doesn't stand for and work your way backwards, kind of think about people that annoy you online. Now, I hate to say that, but it's true. So for example, if you don't want to sound too complex, arrogant, or jargon heavy, you might go for a brand voice that's very clear and accessible. When you put this practice through simple language and approachable tone of voice, then you have a brand voice. This also applies to less negative traits. So for instance, if you're not a naturally funny person, I can raise my hand to that, then your brand voice doesn't have to be funny either. Let me tell you, I tried. I love to watch funny brands, but I'm just not inherently funny. And you could tell when I was trying. So when I first started my brand, now it wasn't like I went over the top trying to be funny, but I put jokes in there and memes and it just wasn't me. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a professor. I am, you know, I was a creative director. I'm a fairly serious person. I like to go really deep. So deep and funny just wasn't who I am. If you're generally a shy, quiet person, you don't need to put on a loud voice every time you show up into Instagram stories. I have a client, now most of my clients are female, but I had this client, Philippe, and he would, he knows, I've shared this story before. Um, he was actually from across the world and, you know, he thought that he needed to show up, his American, his audience was mostly American. So he felt he needed to show up in a specific way that he's seen other influencers show up online. So he would try and be loud and try and be cool and try and be flashy. And it burnt him out. He literally had to shut down his business for a while because he was not being who he truly was. It wasn't until afterwards that he realized that showing up unauthentically actually caused his burnout. And so when he came to me to work on his brand, we actually rebranded in his calm, subdued way. And now he's showing up as a leader in the way he truly is. And it's working like magic because people can tell that's truly him. And nailing his brand voice gave him the confidence and the clarity to truly step forth as himself. Now you may be authentic already. And a lot of people are, but have you actually truly thought about what that looks like? And have you been able to teach your team how to do that? Vice versa, you might be a really loud and extroverted person and been told to be quiet your whole life. So maybe you're actually coming through subdued and you shouldn't be. So, you know, it's just a matter of finding out who you truly are. The other thing is if you send juicy memes to group chats all the time, bring that side out of your brand. Like basically, that's what we're talking about. If your brand doesn't reflect who you are, your audience will spot it from miles away, especially if you're a solopreneur building a personal brand. I think we've all scrolled past those on Instagram where people are doing the dance and you're kind of cringing because you're like, you can tell that you don't want to be dancing. So why are you doing it? That's actually part of your brand personality. Now that extends a little bit further than voice, 
but don't force yourself to do things just because it's popular. There's some people who love to dance on camera. Let them do it. Trust me on this. Your people do want to hear from you. So when you figured out your brand character traits, go ahead and amplify them across all of your communication and then share them loud and proud. All right, number three, moving on. Again, I could talk about these all day. So, so this episode isn't like five hours long. Let's move on. Number three is differentiation. Now, if you're simply looking to grow your personal brand from six to seven figures, or maybe you just want a profit that brings you freedom and you don't have the seven or eight figures on your bucket list, Either way, the goal is to differentiate yourself in a way that creates a unique category in which you can thrive uncontested as the leading voice and expert. The number one mistake I see people making is only focusing on differentiating themselves from their direct competitors. Now, if you know me, you know I believe in collaboration over competition. And dwelling on competition does nothing positive for our mindset or comparisonitis if that's a word. (laughs) And just like not doing market research, not spending time on competition can truly harm your business. So I recommend knowing who your direct competitors are and ensuring your voice is different from them, but not to dwell on that. And as we look through the lens of legacy, what will truly move the needle is finding the gaps in the marketplace to actually help you identify new market segments, also known as blue ocean opportunities. So if you don't know what blue ocean opportunities are, I could spend a whole episode on that. So Google it, but basically this is where you can stand out and excel as the dominating leader in your marketplace or one of the dominating leaders. Again, it's about collaboration, not competition. So a good example of this is Uber, right? Uber competes with Lyft now in the ride-sharing space, but when it first entered the market, it created an innovative concept for which there was no competition. It was actually going against taxis. So Uber dominated until Lyft came along, and it's still known as the leader because it created the space. So for instance, if you are a life coach, think about how you can actually disrupt your industry and then use your brand voice to attract people. It's not easy, but when you create a whole new lane for yourself, you're in the driver's seat. That was my goal when I created and trademarked the legacy brand method. And though, although it's still fairly new, my clients actually tout having a legacy brand, not just a brand. So your goal here is to create something unique and different that truly stands out and that's marketable and really allows other people to share it and get excited about it as well. All right, the fourth element in your unique legacy brand is audience. Now, if you've been in business for any time, you've done audience work, so just stick with me. Obviously, your audience are the people on the other end of all your communications. And since nobody wants to listen to a monologue 24-7, unless you're on a podcast, because there's really no way to interact other than send me messages, which I'd love to hear from you, by the way, (laughs) your communications should invite a dialogue and conversation. So on Instagram, on social media, even via email, 
Inviting that dialogue is key. And that's why a brand voice must be built to engage and include your target audience, not only speak at them. So to make sure that your words speak directly to your people, you've got to know who the heck they are in the first place. And you've probably got a good idea of this if you're somewhat of a seasoned entrepreneur, but I wanna do a quick recap and just fill you in if you are new or perhaps there's some golden nuggets in here that you haven't thought about or you haven't revisited lately. So of course you wanna think about demographics. You know, use that market research I was talking about earlier to verify the general gender, age, occupation, geographical location of your audience. Um, so this is really key also to think about who are the people that you love working about already, okay? What keeps them up at night? Think about their greatest struggles, desires, obstacles that they're facing that's preventing them from reaching their goals. And then think about how you can help. So really, this is your brand story. I'll probably be doing a whole episode about this as well. There's so much to talk about in creating your legacy. But from this perspective, these things are what keeps them up at night, how you can help. Can your products and services help them overcome those said struggles? How would it make them feel to overcome their struggles? This is what they need to hear right now. Are they looking for educational or inspirational content? Are they super serious about building trust? Or do they just want a brand that gives them a giggle? This is where I was talking about last episode in finding a sweet spot between who you are in your brand voice and what your ideal clients truly want to hear. The easiest way to make sure that your brand speaks directly to your target audience is by looking at who you're already serving and who you love serving. The goal, of course, is to attract more people that you love, not people that drain you. A good majority of my clients come to me because they are getting clients, but not the people that they truly want to work with. So once you shift your brand voice to attract those who you align with, it's magic. Like attracts like, and not only that, our energy and our vibration also becomes part of your voice. Imagine a person who matches all of the characteristics of your ideal client. Picture what they look like, how they go about their daily life. Whenever you're writing a page of copy, a new email, a social post, write with this person or these people in mind. This will laser focus your messaging, giving it power. And of course, there's a ton more to really nailing down your ideal client. So that's enough for today. But let's move to our number five element in creating your voice, which is emotion. So Talking about audience and ideal client, do you want to know the real secret of building an engaged audience? It's all about emotion. Your brand has to make your audience feel something. After all, don't they feel anything if they don't feel anything? How can they care about buying your products or services? What you want to ask yourself is how you want your audience to feel after engaging with your brand, after they are scrolling through Instagram and seeing your post, visiting your blog or booking a call with you, 
How do you want them to feel once they've actually signed your contract and secured a spot in your calendar? Your customer journey isn't just before you work with them, but throughout and afterwards. Now, if you're a fan of visual branding, you'll already know that color psychology and how branding can make us feel, right? So this is why I wanna pull in the marriage of the, your visual brand and your voice, because as I stated earlier, they're both important, but your voice actually trumps your visual brand as far as how to make your clients and prospective clients feel. However, the visuals is really important too. For instance, most fast food restaurants use the color red because it invokes hunger, but brand voice takes it one step further. Deciding how you want your audience to feel can help you create content that fulfills that emotional need. So if you want your audience to feel empowered, you might create educational content that arms them with the knowledge that they need to feel more confident, along with uplifting motivational quotes that empower them to take action. If you want them to feel like they're part of a community, you would probably want to share more personal stories that invite conversations and get that conversation going and that community feeling going. Deciding how you want your audience to feel is key to creating a powerful brand voice. So here's a few starting points to help you think about how you want your ideal clients to feel. Maybe it's like we were just saying, connected to a community, energized, relaxed, inspired, excited, motivated, powerful, productive, confident, challenged, empowered, luxurious. Whatever that is, the big secret here is that both your visual and your written voice should tie in or audible voice should tie in with these emotions. Great copy should show the reader that you understand and empathize with what they're struggling with and that you have the know-how to help. It's really a delicate balance of empathy and authority. For example, if you want your audience to feel excited and hopeful, you might opt for bold, colorful Instagram carousel posts that have valuable tips and are motivational. On the flip side, if you want them to feel very calm and connected, soothing colors and tone with a soft movement is where you'd want to head. Now, again, this may seem obvious, but I can't tell you how often these two things do not align. I'm gonna share another quick story of my client, Ina, who first showed up in her brand and it was very, actually it was kind of like a baby brand. It was light pink and light blue. And it was pretty, but when I met Ina, she is a strong, fairly loud, and she would say herself, woman. She's amazing. And it was really interesting that I immediately was like, okay, something's not in alignment here. She did not notice it. Because as I say over and over, you cannot see the label from inside the bottle. So when we finally dug into it throughout the whole browning process, and I suggested she use the color bright red or bright pink, she had an epiphany. She realized that growing up, her parents were always telling her, Ina, slow down, Ina, be quiet. You're too loud, you're too that. 
she actually was showing up in these subdued colors because she was always told to be quiet her whole life. So when we shifted her brand and allowed her to truly step into who she truly is and be loud, be vibrant, be funny, be fun, everything shifted for her. So again, it may seem obvious, but have you really looked at aligning your true nature with both your voice and your visuals? All right. We are almost about to wrap up. We have two more left. Let's go into number six. The sixth element is tone. Although your brand voice will always stay consistent once you have clarity and feel confident with it, tone is all about the way you express that message. While your brand voice will always be consistent, tone changes depending on the type of content you're sharing and where you're sharing it. For example, you might be confident and really bold in your ad copy, but really apologetic in a customer support email. On LinkedIn, you write more professional than you would on an Instagram caption. And perhaps you have this like limited offer that your dream client needs to hear about. Your tone will probably be more direct and urgent. So not only are we thinking your brand voice through overall, every time you show up, you have something your dream client needs to hear. And so tone is how you're going to tell them. So whenever you communicate with your audience, considering your tone will guide you and help avoiding mishaps. So here are some tonal words to help you get started. You might be data-driven or scientific. I have a health coach that I worked with and everything she did was very scientific. So she really wanted that to be known because it's how she stood out from all the other health coaches that were just like, lose some weight, have fun. Not that that's a bad thing either, but that was specifically how she wanted to come across. Honest, humble, blunt, or tough love. I just had somebody come through my Legacy Brand Foundations and she's a life coach. So there's a lot of life coaches out there. So first of all, I said, okay, we have to call you something other than a life coach And she is quite blunt. So we actually went with that tough love phase and she feels a lot more confident because she can truly be who she is. She kind of felt like she had to tone that down before. And I helped encourage her to be like, no, that is truly who you are. Show up in that way. So you might be serious. You might be playful. You might be concerned. You might be empowering, motivating, empathetic, authoritative, sarcastic, helpful, apologetic. Although apologetic, I think we need to stop being people pleasers. So I'm not sure I would go with that one. But as I mentioned earlier, that could be good in a customer support email, right? So there's these times that you may kind of shift your tone, but your voice is overall one of these things. And as I said before as well, pretending to be someone that you're not is not good business when it comes to your brand. Choosing to adjust your voice to suit your current role will help you build credibility in tone, but please, please, please do not force it. All right, as we come to a close, let's talk about the final element that will help you, if you gain clarity on it, create a powerful legacy brand voice. And this is language. 
you know, when you spend a lot of time with someone and then you start to catch yourself borrowing their phrases, like I'm from the North. So I found myself sitting with my sister-in-law from the South and saying y'all all of a sudden, totally not in my vernacular at all, but I think it's cute. It just happens. So language is all about the way your words flow together. It's about the way you tell stories, the way you convince your prospects that you're the one that they've been looking for. Deciding on the details of language in your brand infuses your brand personality and makes it sound cohesive across all your platforms. This is especially key when you start outsourcing or getting help with your content. You want to make sure that you have all the information I shared today in what I call your brand manual, which is like a brand Bible for all of your marketing and brand communications. We outline everything in our clients' brand manuals, and language is a very big piece of this puzzle. While you might not need a style guide right at the very beginning of your business journey, you will need to create one once you're ready to truly become visible. And it's imperative once you have a team to ensure everyone's on the same page. So here's a great list of things to consider with your language that you would want to have go in your brand manual. The first thing is industry specific phrases and jargon. For instance, many of my clients don't actually resonate with the word coach. So we will help them determine what their title should be and then make sure it's always consistent. You always want to call yourself the same thing or a combination of the same things. Is it individual or team? Whether you're a solopreneur or a one woman show or a team, one of the first language related decisions you need to make is between I and we. Both of these create different levels of authority but also different expectations for your potential clients. So the way I see it, if you've done all the work, why let an imaginary team take credit, right? So you'd wanna say, I, yet in a legacy brand, we are always creating a brand that's focused on the future so you can grow and evolve into it. So I actually suggest to my clients that we use we in their manuals. So even if they're just one person and using I right now, as they grow and evolve, they're already set for that growth by having a manual they can share with a team. The next thing is calls to action. If you have some favorite CTAs on rotation, you're going to want to document those. How are you going to invite people in to work with you? Is it as simple as book a call? Is it hop on right over? Like whatever your brand voice is, you want those CTAs to match. CTAs oftentimes, you know, will hear um, sales experts tell us like, you have to have this really catchy, um, CTA, but then if the rest of your sales page is very informative and, and serious, a really weird catchy CTA is going to really throw people off. So you want to make sure that you nail yours down. Then stamping your written content with a personal touch is going to make your content more memorable. So perhaps you have a signature sign off or a phrase you're always using. For instance, my emails are always signed to your legacy at the end. Think about what that could be for you, whether it's a sign off on your email or just certain phrases that you repeat. Also catchphrases and taglines. 
A recognizable tagline is key to help build brand awareness and create a feeling of connection among your community. For instance, sustainability is sexy is a tagline we developed for a health coach that we rebranded recently. And so I want you to think about like what quippy tagline can you use to get people's attention? Next up is humor. If you determine that you want to incorporate humor, that's awesome, but you wanna think about how. So is this gonna be through puns? You can put those into your brand voice strategy. If you love dropping pop culture references, you can do that through gifts and memes. You know, the key is to stay consistent so your audience knows what they're in for and to make sure the reference serves a purpose. Like number one we talked about was purpose. You don't wanna just put silly memes and gifts in if it's not serving a purpose. And while it might sometimes be less professional, Many entrepreneurs and creatives use swear words within your, their content to stay true to the way they truly speak. So this is a personal branding decisions. I all the time get people asking, should I say the F word or not? That is up to you. You really need to decide those boundaries. But once you decide, stick with it and be consistent. All right. If you want to show off your cultural roots, you might want to think about including dialects or words from a different language, even if you're speaking English. For example, if you're a proud Latina, own it. You might want to incorporate some Spanish phrases into your marketing to appeal to a Latina audience or simply to differentiate your brands. I have a lot of clients from different parts of the world and putting some of their local flavor and their culture in 100% helps them stand out. Another example is UK English versus US English. The differences are pretty subtle, but it can affect the clients you bring in. Um, for example, I have a lot of clients in Canada, the UK and Australia, and they all have different, slightly different spelling styles. So we really make sure that those are reflected in their manuals as well. So I hope that's been helpful. I know I gave you a ton to think through today. So I trust that it was valuable. If you have any questions at all, I truly do want to hear from you. I'd love to have a conversation. You can go ahead and hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Tiffany Newman Creative. If you're not already following me, please connect. And that's a wrap for today's episode. I trust you received some golden nuggets of wisdom that will help you create your own legacy brand voice. And I want to do a quick recap. If you're going back through your notes, remember there is seven elements to that brand voice, your purpose, your character, differentiation, audience, emotion, tone, and language. And at this point, you know how important brand voice is to the success in your brand and business. If you're like, this is amazing, Tiffany, but I still feel stuck. I hear you. And as I keep saying, you can't see the label from inside the bottle. Nailing your brand foundations, especially through the lens of legacy, is not a simple feat. Yet, it's a feat that will set you apart from your competitors and elevate your brand to the next level. If you're feeling that you'd like some support in creating your brand voice, I would love to be your guide. I'm taking some time off with my family this summer, so we are currently booked other than a few one-on-one -on -one spots. 
But like me, you probably want to enjoy the summer as well. So we decided to currently enroll early bird spots for the next round of Legacy Brand Foundations coming in September. This is my signature program where I help you nail your brand voice, your brand story, and truly move the needle in your business. If you're ready to move into the legacy brand status, go to yourlegacybrand.com backslash early bird and get on the wait list. Have a beautiful rest of your day and cheers to your legacy. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Lounge podcast. Connect with me on Instagram at Tiffany Newman Creative. I would also love to hear your feedback to see what resonates with you and what you'd like to hear in the future. If you love this episode, please provide a review and we will be forever grateful. You can always find links and resources shared on the show by going to yourlegacybrand.com. Remember, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. What are you doing today to pour into others and to leave your legacy?